Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. Here we go. All right, so we are listening to 88.1 WKNC. Uh, my name's Sarah, and I've got Diaspora here with me, uh, who is going to be yeah. one of the artists at Double Barrel Benefit. How you doing, girl? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself and your music. Um, yeah, um, I am from Charleston, South Carolina. Well, my project's from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm from um, the boonies in South Carolina. <laughs> Um, and I make, like, synth-pop music, um, it's down-tempo, um, I do, I've been working on a little bit more up-tempo stuff recently, which, um, y'all will hear a bit of both of at the show. Awesome, and so how did you get started with music? How did I get started with music? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I was organizing for this nonprofit called Girls Rock Charleston, um, while I was in college, um, I uh, worked a lot, and um, I also just played cover songs. I played folk music in Charleston, because that's just what everybody did. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I realized one day that it was not what I was listening to at all, um, and that I needed to be real with myself about what I actually liked. And so I um, didn't have anybody who was working on electronic music around me, but I just taught myself how to do it on on my own, on my computer, through YouTube and things. And so, um, yeah, I was tinkering for a while, and um, I kind of just developed my own sound, um, which became Diaspora. And so, yeah, I'm still learning all the time, but um, people have been coming out to me as a resource, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing either, but <laughs> I can teach you what I know. So yeah, yeah, it's been uh, I've been calling myself DIY for that reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and you do both, like kind of laying and like creating the beats and stuff like that, but then you also do your own vocals, correct? Yeah, I do. So what's that process like? Do you start out with the lyrics more, or do you kind of form a beat first? What What is making a song look like for you? Um. It's a really messy process for me that I'm still trying to figure out. Normally, um, I will write lyrics um, separately just when they come to me on my own time. And it'll be, like, messy. Like, some will be on my phone, some will be on my computer, some will be, like, written out on a napkin. And then I will be uh, normally, like, decompressing after a long day. I will get motivated to write a piece. And then um, I do some, like, matchmaking um, with the lyrics that I've been writing, and, um, sometimes I'm in my life, I'm just, like, in a certain mood, and, um, I kind of characterize that time in my life, like, when you hear a song, and then you just think of that one experience in your life, um, so, um, yeah, usually, usually it works out, um, and I get to match make them pretty well. That's awesome. And so what are yeah. some of the topics for your songs or some of the moods, I guess? Um, well, I, I'm very heady emo, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to um, social justice issues. And so 
um, I think about, um, like, I have existential crises <laughs> many times a day. Um, I um, get really worked up over the news. And so um, a lot of my things are um, very, like, institutionally, um, like, dealing with some institutional issues and interpersonal issues, um, somewhat related to social justice, but um, definitely not a spokesperson for <laughs> social justice issues. Um, but I do think a lot about it, and I think that that uh, is shown in my work. Yeah, and you're a woman of color, especially, like, in the electronic scene. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people that can identify as that. What has that experience been like for you? Um, it's been kind of lonely, to be honest. Um, it's, it's definitely um, hard in the South when there's not that many um, folks around that are similar to me or have a similar experience. Um, but I'm totally, like, learning more about more, more electronic artists. Like, um, I'm hanging out with Pachi right now, who's an mm-hmm. electronic artist in uh, Bali. So that's been awesome to connect with her. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, um, see more and more women of color, um, getting interested in electronic music, and I'm totally here for them. For sure. And have you ever faced anybody being, you know, either super supportive or non-supportive because, um, because you're a woman or a person of color because of your background, especially in electronic music? Yeah, um, that's a good question because... Um, sometimes, honestly, um, I've been thinking a lot about, um, being tokenized and how that, um, sometimes I'm asked to do things, um, because I'm a woman of color, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not necessarily, like, a bad thing, per se, like, they're, they're giving me opportunities, but it's not really the reason that I'm wanting to do work, mm-hmm. um, like, I hope that one day that I will be one for, for my music and not because they need to they need to have a female and a person of color on the bill. Yeah, kinda of like filling a quota. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um I think um for the most part there have been opportunities given to me but I've been more and more skeptical of yeah, for sure. of why. Um like what intentions are when I'm like given these Definitely. And so your stage name is Diaspora. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose that name? Um, yeah, I, um, in South Carolina, I guess there is, I'm not sure if you uh, resonate with this, but um, I feel like there is a huge lack of um, education in the public school system. Um, and I didn't learn about a lot of things specifically regarding, like, my identity and how my people got here and things like that and um I don't know I just there was so much that I learned in college that I just had no idea about in high school and one of the major things that uh, really spoke to me while I was um developing my electronic music was just reading Indian American feminist literature and seeing that word come up and so it was a frequent word that I would google and I just thought it was a really beautiful word um and the diaspora is just like it's connected to all of our identity, um, whatever they may be. Um, and so, yeah, I just named my project that, um, and I messed it up a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. And is there a particular reason why you chose to spell it with a U? Because I typically in the United States, it's spelled without a U. Um, so is there any reason? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, the Europeans can do it, and so <laughs> they all stick to U and things. But yeah. I feel like I can't do I want to leave that out for your reputation, actually. Awesome, okay. Um, yeah. And so one of your most popular songs is GTF, um, which you actually played for us at KNC when we were filming a lounge. Um, and so the cover like work for that is like an image of Donald Trump. So it was some of the political things surrounding his campaign and his administration. Was that some of the inspiration for the song? Or I guess, how does it relate to GTF? Yeah, um, I actually wrote that song um, after his um, won the election. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely feeling some type of way um, about that election. And um, it, was a really, it was a really sad day for me. It was a really terrible day. Um, I cried at work that day, and I left early. And um, I wrote that song, and then I released it on Inauguration Day. Um, and so it's really um, speaking to uh, a lot of my feelings on um, maybe like people who did vote and had all these opinions about the election all of a sudden. And um, I don't know, there's, there's just so much stuff going on. Um, people around me in the South. Um, just really grinding my gears and so that's kind of what that song is about definitely and so I guess with this current political climate and just all the things that have been going on over the past year or so um have you noticed um any changes I guess in the tone of the music that's around you or even just um like from your peers in the music scene um any changes based on the political scene yeah, um, I think um, there have been a lot of um, important um, artistic developments that have come out of this, which maybe one thing to look forward to that all this week um, kind of, that is to say, I also think that um, a lot of artists around me have been um, feeling really cooped up and somewhat depressed, mm-hmm. um, just like the state that we're living in. Um, there's just like terrible things happening every day, uh, in my opinion. And so, um, yeah, I think that there are a lot of artists that are taking it in two ways. People are really charged up from it, or they're feeling extremely tired and worn out. For sure. And so whenever you personally feel, because I know we've all definitely had those instances where we feel both ways, you know, sort of, as they say, fired up and ready to go, but then also kind of beat down and discouraged. Um, for you, what is the best way to sort of re-motivate yourself to keep doing the work that you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say um, just surrounding myself with um, people who are making me feel good and um, only in time to be more specific about who I give my time to and who I give my resources to mm-hmm. has been helping me. Um, just because for me personally, um, I don't want to feel like I'm responsible for <laughs> um, things that I, I want to take responsibility for my myself. And so, um, yeah, just trying to support artists and workers and craftsmen and 
consider that I um, believe in and um, giving my time to people who, who need it most. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's good advice for, for um, anyone in whatever they're working in. Um, just like being more intentional about like where you're spending your time, uh, where you're going to eat, where like what you're buying. Um, just like any kind of thing. I'm, I'm trying to find ways in my music and um, how to work with artists um, more intentionally. Yeah, so just, like, generally being conscious about your choices and things like that. Right, yeah. And, I mean, definitely there are a lot of things that are out of our hands, especially for low-income folks um, who don't necessarily have a choice on, like, where they can buy food when they're at a food desert or, like, etc. But um, the decisions that we can make um, are definitely important. So um, can make us feel good um, if we're, we know that we're doing the right thing. For sure. And with... The release of GTF, like, it was about a year ago. Um, it, I noticed, like, on your social media, you had mentioned that some stores, like, didn't really want to take up the, like, the physical single because of the cover art. Could you tell me a little bit about yeah. that experience? Well, uh, my distribution service uh, basically, like, sent me, like, a several-word Just to change it up a little bit, you were on tour recently in the Northeast. How did that go? Um, it went great. We played um, five shows in the Northeast, like New England region. Um, so we covered like New York up to um, Portland, Maine, and mm-hmm. a couple places in between. And it was really great. We had an awesome turnout. Um, we met some really awesome folks out there, and um, Um, to just be able to connect with these folks that were paying attention just via the internet. 
So, yeah, it was really refreshing. Um, I toured with a really awesome person, Tony Orgasm, um, who makes uh, beats in the West Coast. And she's also a queer um, foundation performer, um, writing a lot about identity politics. And mm-hmm. so, um, it was really awesome to connect with her. She's a beautiful and very, very smart person. Um, so, yeah, it was really refreshing and I'm feeling like motivated as ever after it. Oh heck yeah. Was that your first tour that you had ever done or had you gone on tour before? Um, Yeah, I I went on tour um, in October as well. We didn't hit like all the way up to Maine. That time we mostly covered like from Charleston to New York and then back down for eight days. And that also went really well too. Um, it was a small tour, um, but we connected with a lot of people, and all the shows went really successfully. So, yeah, they're, um, uh, yeah, it was, they're all very emotionally um, refreshing shows, um, and I, I really like having that um, energy, um, bringing that kind of energy to spaces. Um, I got to connect with a lot of people on a really personal level, so. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. And so what can we expect from you, I guess, like in the next bit um, in terms of your music? Um, I think um, you would expect a lot more inspire for me mm-hmm. or to bring up my game yeah. uh, in my, like, aggro attitude. And so um, you should expect some of that. Um, I, it will definitely still have, like, a hit to chill just because that's who I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that and on channeling my anger and my, my fire. Um, and, uh, I don't know, uh, you can um, expect some more shows in the future, in the spring, hopefully. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess, so, like, for one of my last questions... What would your recommendations be for people that are, like, hearing this or, you know, are just starting to dip their toes in the water of creating music, especially as, um, you know, creators that come from marginalized backgrounds? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, re- I would personally, um, recommend them just, um, not, I guess, like, not waiting for, for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, I feel like a lot of people um, are waiting until the point where someone someone may like hypothetically ask them to do something, and then they will become that thing. Um, I feel like the only way that I was able to become a musician was to tell start telling people that I was one, and then eventually I I just was. Um, and so yeah, just um, keeping up your ideas, um, your creative ideas, just the front of your mind all the time um and just not letting not letting like other obligations um not letting your personal goals um be at the bottom of your list i think um i feel like a lot of times marginalized folks um just feel obligated to do so many different things that um are not for their personal well-being um and i think it's just really important for us to put ourselves first sometimes um and, yeah, I think that um, I just really want to support um, all my marginalized folks to just, um, yeah, 
Heck yeah. So where can people find you um, to either listen to your music or just keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, um, you can find me at so much for talking to me and I can't wait to see you on night one of Double Barrel. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. And you can catch Diaspora again on night one of Double Barrel Benefit 15, which is going to be this weekend at King's Raleigh. Um, night one is going to be on Friday, February 2nd. Um, at 8 p.m. and tickets are on sale now at wknc.org slash dbb15. You're listening to the Oak City Move on 88.1 WKNC.